Welcome, everybody. This is Owen Ron with Take 5 for Real Estate Podcast. We've got a great episode today. Uh, Headley Carpus with Martha Turner Sotheby's is with us. Headley, how are you doing today? All good. Good. Living the dream today. <laughs> well, let's jump right in. So I, I've known you since the, since the 90s when you did a lot of work with my partner, Eric Kugler, and... Uh, and we both are still good friends with him. And I just was uh, wanting to see or if you could kind of expound on how you got into real estate and, and your career up to date. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually spoke to Eric last night and told him we were doing this. And he, he wished me best. Ah. <laughs> so he said to me as well. Good luck. Um, so, you know, it's kind of it's 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 kind of a classic story is um, I graduate. I'm originally from South Africa, moved here. I'd already, already graduated school in South Africa, but because of the school terms were a little different, um, I did six months of school here. Uh, finished high school here, then went to UT like everybody else did at that stage, and um, um, started getting to school. And, you know, my parents said, you need to go get a job. You need to help out here. And right. so um, I had never really had a job before. Um, and the idea of waiting tables, it, wasn't exactly appealing to me. And a very good friend of mine um, went out and got his real estate license. And we happened to be out one night drinking. And he said to me, you know, this is what I'm doing. And I went, well, can't be that hard. And all I needed to do was sell one, maybe two houses a month. And, you know, I could live a pretty good life as a college student. Yeah. And basically, that's what I did. my first job was working for a company by the name of John Sanford Realtors. Uh, who specialized in Victorian homes in Hyde Park in Austin, Texas. Huh. Interesting. So, and then you so, just, when you graduated, you stayed with them or what did you do? What did you do after graduating? Graduated, traveled around a little bit afterwards and came home and my dad said, go get a job today. And so I said, yes, sir. And uh, walked into town and country mall. And the first thing I thought I saw was a, um, store jewelry store uh with a help wanted sign and figured okay you know what i'm from south africa i know about diamonds or i thought i did and um applied for the job and got it and right. worked there for almost a year i think and really enjoyed it but it was retail and i just came to the realization that i did not want to be part of uh the retail hours right. i didn't realize what the eight hours were on the other side um and so um Got a job working for Coldwell Banker uh, at Highway 6 and Memorial Drive. Right. And that's where I started. That's interesting. With uh, Jerry Nugabauer. Do you remember Jerry Nugabauer? Another name, yep. Yep. So that's dating. Yeah. And then uh, you had your own firm for a while, correct? I, after Coldwell Banker, I... Um, Started my own company with um, was Betty McWilliam and uh, Farrell Lichtenstein, right. and we did business together for about three or four years, and then I bought them out, and um, basically grew it from five people to um, an operation of close to a hundred different people. Wow! And had a lot of fun doing it, but it was a lot of work, and. Um, uh, a lot of stress yeah. and you know finally um it caught up with me i got cancer and 
uh, thank God everything is fine and was treated in court very early. But it came to the, because of my son who was 12 years old, who asked a question and that question was, dad, why do you do what you do? And based on the answer of that question, I am where I am today. And I owe my son all of that. Um, yeah. And it probably saved my life. And I've yeah. uh, never looked back. Yeah. I went and um, um, actually went to speak to my friend, Eric, and said, what do you think I should do? And he said, you know, you're friends with Martha. Why don't you go speak to Martha? And so I went to go speak to Martha. And two weeks later, I had uh, sold my business to her and closed down 21,000 square feet of office space. Wow. And merged with her. And that was in 2012. Um, and I would say probably 95% of the agents that came over with me to Martha Turner are still here today. Well, that says something. Good for you. It was, it was a good match. Yeah. It was a good match, and um, it was the best thing I could have ever done. Yes. And so, you know, I think I, I'll just throw my hat in there, too. We, we had similar paths. The RMC Vanguard closed down in 2013. And I bounced around a couple places after that, managing people. And then I finally just said, man, managing is too hard. I like sales. Why don't I just be in sales? And I should have done this years ago. But I think similar to you, I think you just kind of offloaded that headache part of your world and kept the fun stuff. So uh, kudos to you. So what So what is, uh, what is the last year look like for you, last two years? Um. I, I like it more and more every year. I'm like, now I'm, it's like, uh, I'm the dinosaur in the industry. Um, whereas I used to look up to all these people and think how long they've been in the business and how successful and how great they are. Um, and, um, it's just like, I've been at this rodeo for a long time and I'm at a stage in my life where I truly, truly am blessed. I have, um, wonderful clients and, uh, I enjoy working with the people that I work with. And um, in a way, I'm lucky enough to be able to afford to be able to pick and choose. And um, um, fortunately, I don't have to do too much choosing because I just enjoy doing what I do. Right. Awesome. So how, how did COVID affect you and your business last year? And, and how did you uh, adapt to the required changes in the realty world? Well... It forced me to think outside of the box with regards to how do you market yourself? How do you stay in contact with people um, and not let them forget about you or what you do? Right. And um, it also changed my wardrobe. It became a lot <laughs> more cat. So uh, it, it has not been all that bad. And, um, um, you know, this year was the best year of my career. Yeah, it sure turned into a, it, it. The brakes went on fast in March of last year, and then the accelerator hit in April and May, and it just seemed like a feeding frenzy. Is that is that still the pace that you think we're on, or have we slowed down, or have we sped up? I think we uh, slowed down a little bit towards the end of the year, which is typical. Um, but then, you know, beginning of this year, especially as of maybe a week, 10 days ago, I could start to see the water in the pot starting to, uh, to simmer and reach the boiling point. Mm -hmm. And I think we'll have a better year this year, even, um, yeah. I can sense it 
feel it and um, it's harder to find listings. Um, we don't have the inventory like we used to, so there's more of a demand. And um, I think it's going to be a great year all around. Yeah. Yeah. New Year always starts out with a kind of a New Year's resolution. People want to say, well, okay, this is the year we're going to buy a home. And that, and so January is always a lot of prequals and a lot of people expressing interest. And this year is, uh, is doubled what I've had in any year previous. So it's, it's uh, knock on wood, we'll hopefully have a, uh, a steady pace the whole year. But um, well, then uh, how you, so you've been in Houston real estate for several years. Can you, how has, how has technology, how has Houston changed in the, since you started out with the, the Coldwell Banker folks there on Memorial? Well, keep in mind, when I started out, uh, listings came in the form of a book a black, with, black and, with a black and white picture. And um, um, that was delivered, I believe, on a Thursday or Friday. Wow. We, market, we marketed our listings through Select 50. I don't know if you remember that. Yep. But it was a service. We had to produce our flyers in-house and then drop them off in a bin. And then this company came and picked them out and dropped it off to 50 different real estate offices. And that was a big deal. Um, and then you always had a roll of quarters in your car because you had to stop at the payphone and um, call for directions or because you didn't have Google Maps um, or you had to call and schedule another appointment. Yeah. Um, so technology has changed a whole lot. Um, and, um, you know, today, I think what I do see as a major change in residential real estate is two things. If you interviewed me maybe five, six years ago to come list your house, I would have told you at the listing appointment that a broker's open house was vital and that a public open house was a waste of time. Today, I will reverse that and tell you a broker's open house is a total waste of time and a public open house is absolutely vital. Right. People today go online, couples, partners, husband, wives, whomever, go online. They do their own research because that information is readily available. They then put their list together and on their time, they go to the open houses. Um, I wish every Monday I got calls like this, but typically I will get a call or two on a Monday and say, Headley, we went to this open house and my wife and I liked it. And will you go see it today? Because we think we want to write an offer. And I had no clue that they were even looking for a house. So no more quarters, rolls of quarters in my, in my car rolled up and no more um, uh, sitting there waiting for people to say, I want to go look. They've already looked and telling you what they want to buy. Yeah. So, you're, so the, realtor, the realtor role of finding the homes is no longer necessary. And it's more of a function of navigating the process to close, I guess. That's, yeah. I guess, you know, in a way, one, that's actually a good point, Owen. Uh, one thing that's happened is um, the navigation process of getting the transaction closed and funded um, has become extremely complex. And that's really where the talent of the realtor comes in. Um, you know, any, any person can sit in front of a computer screen and sit and say, oh, that looks pretty. And that has three cars. And yeah, that's what they told me they want. Um, so I'll show them that house. It's, that's, that's part that um, that's the part that is um, it's changed. Right. It's, it, you know, it's totally changed. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I remember when we used to do applications on those, uh, those, I can't remember, the carbon copies. You know, we'd handwrite them on the second, yeah. this this copy would go in that file and this copy would go in that file. So we're yes. dating ourselves, but it's it certainly has come a long way and our roles have, have certainly changed. Um, more more uh, getting the people to the finish line than getting to the starting line. They're already at the starting line, so. Um, exactly. Well, so let's let's uh, let me ask you: What about the future? What do you think things will? Uh, how will what will change in the next five years? Do you think? Oh, in the next five years, uh, I think technology will continue to increase. Um, I think the way that we do business will continue to evolve. Um, I wish I could predict it exactly because then I'd be a very wealthy man. Right. Um, um, but I do think that we are headed more into um, uh, more ro video is going to become more predominant. Um, I think, um, you know, working through COVID and face selling houses through FaceTime, um, you know, that's, shown us that people are willing to actually buy a house. I had a $3.7 million sale on a house they never stepped foot in. Wow. Um, it was all done uh, by FaceTime. Um, so I see that as becoming a major tool in our industry. Um, and I see that as being developed into a major marketing tool for how we list and market houses. Um, that'll be one change we see very quickly. Right. Interesting. Um, so what, what, what is... Uh, one, I always like to ask people of a memorable transaction or something that stands out, a transaction you've had uh, in the past that is story worthy. That's story worthy. Well, I'm writing a book. <laughs> oh, excellent. Um, I, will, I will tell you um, um, uh, one transaction that we did have, and it was a, I think the house was selling for something like $175,000. It was a house in Westbury. And... Um, you know, it was one of those transactions where the seller and the buyer just never got along and it was contentious all the way through. And outside the front door of this house was a boulder, a big old rock. And I mean a boulder. And we went, finally made it through closing repairs and all that kind of stuff. And we got there, we closed. And I go to the office and I get a call from the buyer and the buyer is irate. His boulder is gone. And that bolt, he once returned and um, ended up actually going over to that seller's new house and collecting the boulder and delivering the boulder to the spire. And then he was a happy buyer. It may, if so, <laughs> delivering rocks, I can do that as well. Why not? Um, but that, that was one, uh, one story for the books. Yeah. Interesting. Um, well, um, I've enjoyed our time together, Headley. Uh, uh, good talking with you as always. Uh, I wish you the you. best uh, next year and let's, let's keep in touch. Sounds good. I'll speak to you soon and hopefully we'll be doing a lot more transactions this year. That sounds good. Thank you very much. Thanks. Al.